We've been placed here for a purpose, and as a Christian, the purpose grows. Here's Pastor Stephen Converse to begin today's broadcast of Graceful Truth. So many times we get saved, and then we think, oh, now, you know, I'm on top of the world. You know, and we, we keep at arm's length everybody who's outside of Christ, because God forbid that somehow we'd be defiled by their behavior or by them or whatever. And so we get this mentality sometimes of, you know, us for no more shut the door and we just want to get in our holy huddle and just, you know, pray all day. Well, that's okay. But there's also, we have to recognize outside these walls, there's a world that's dying and going to hell. And we're left here to be the representatives of a Savior who wants us to reach out to them. And so as you look at these miracles, stop and think, okay, what is my life saying to those that I work with? What is my life saying to those in my family? What is my life saying to those that I spend time with? Does it speak of Christ? Welcome to Graceful Truth, the weekly radio program originating from the pulpit teaching ministry of Grace Bible Church, located here in Redwood City, revealing God's grace through God's truth. With today's broadcast comes our final installment in our series, Jesus, Power, and Sin. Jesus is indeed all-powerful. He has all power from the Heavenly Father, especially when it comes to our sin, and we've seen that on the cross. With today's broadcast, we get our final look at the authority that Jesus has over all things, including our sin and the freedom we can have in Jesus Christ and what that should look like. Here now with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth, once again, our teacher and pastor. Here's Pastor Stephen Converse. You can turn your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 8. Just follow along and I'll, I'll read the text for us this morning out of Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. Now when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done unto you. And his servant was healed that same hour. You don't hear a lot of messages on hell, but one thing you know about hell is that it's filled with fire, the Bible says. And yet it's also dark. Have you ever been in the presence of a fire and yet have it completely dark? I never have. So God does something supernaturally in hell. 
And uh, it's not only a place of darkness, but it's a place of fire. And it's this phenomenon that only God can create for this eternal punishment. Outer darkness, hell is a place just like heaven is a place. I mean, we're real quick to talk about heaven. We're real quick to talk about, you know, roads paved with gold and, and all sorts of things. But we don't want to talk a lot about hell. Well, it's just as real a place. And there's just as real people go there. Okay, And we, we need to be reminded of that on occasion. There's going to be pain in hell. It says they're weeping and gnashing of teeth. I mean, it's a horrible place. In Matthew 13, 42, it says, And shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 22, 13 says, Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 24, 51 says, And cut him asunder, and point him his portion with the hypocrites, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, whatever you do, beloved, you want to make sure you're not going there. Because it's not a blessed place. Some people say, I'm just going to go party with all my friends. No, you're not. I'm not saying all your friends might not be there. But don't think that you're going to be communicating with them back and forth. You're going to be totally isolated from the presence of God in a horrible place, knowing that you're there because of your sin, knowing that you're there because you had an opportunity to come to Christ, to come to the cross, and you just thought, I'll do it later. I don't need it now. You know, none of us are guaranteed another breath. I could drop dead right now. Any one of us could. And we need to be assured that when that happens, that we know where we're going. Not based on who we are. It's based on who Christ is. It's based on the work that he did on Calvary. That's where our faith and trust is. And if you haven't put your faith and trust in Christ, I, I pray that you would cry out to him, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he'll, he'll, he'll answer that prayer. The last thing I see here in this text is you see this promise to the centurion in verse 13. He said, and Jesus said unto this centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so it be done unto you. And it says the servant was healed that same hour. Jesus said, you know what, I'll just go back home. You know, because remember, he sent all these people to talk to him. The Roman soldier did. And so he said, hey, go back home. It's already done. It's a done deal. He's healed. I mean, can you imagine this little boy? All of a sudden, all this palsy, whatever was controlling his body is gone. He jumps out of bed. Master, I'm healed. What would you do? And the soldier must say, it wasn't me. I mean, it's amazing. Amazing story. And I think that, that Jesus, you know, here, he didn't have to do this, but he did. And this guy's faith was just incredible. You see how, how it just promotes the glory of God. I mean, today we have this, you know, name it and claim it kind of a thing. You just got to claim that miracle. I don't see this going on here. I see somebody approaching Christ very humbly on behalf of somebody else. Yeah, the centurion's faith is talked about here, but can you imagine his faith after he knew that his servant was healed? The interesting thing, it doesn't talk anything about the servant's faith. It doesn't say he had any faith at all in anybody. See, the interesting thing here, what we have to point out is that somewhere in this healing business, God's sovereignty is important to understand. You know, you don't just go to God and claim a healing and think, oh, why didn't it happen? Oh, it must be your faith. Jesus healed people with no faith at all. It had nothing to do with their faith. It had to do with whether it was his will for them to be healed or not. I think of another 
situation in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, you remember, Paul cried out to be healed several times. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. Does that make God a bad God? No. It just means that, you know what? Sometimes he heals people, sometimes he doesn't. But it's his sovereign choice. We don't have a right to go to God and demand anything. And we need to kind of remember that sometimes. Even in the simplest of prayers. God, is this your will that I do? I really want to do this, but is this your will that I do? I'm going in this direction. Lord, is this the way that you want me to go? I got this promotion at work, and God, you know, it looks good. It's more money. It's better working hours, all this stuff. But God, is this what you want me to do? See, so many times we, we jump at opportunities like that. And then months later, we're kind of going, oh, how do I get myself into this? <laughs> See, what looks as a blessing sometimes is not. And God can filter those things out if we give him a chance. Well, the other situation here, just to finish off these, this triad of, of healings here, is the mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law. And not only do we see this, this centurion's servant being healed, but we see this, this mother-in-law who was a relative. Verse 14, it says, Now when Jesus had come to Peter's house, probably the house that we looked at on the slides, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served him. I mean, there's not, not a whole lot there. You know, you see Jesus coming into the house, and uh, Mark and Luke tell us that he entered the home during the Sabbath. Obviously, he'd been at the, the synagogue, and, uh, and maybe they, they came afterwards to share a meal or whatever, and he saw that Peter's mother-in-law was sick, and uh, the, the disciples asked Christ to heal her. And so it's, it's, you know, very clear here that, that Christ just does his sovereign work of healing. Now you say, what's, what's the big deal about a fever? Does that mean, you know, it was like 100 or whatever? I don't know. But it could be a very serious thing. It's not something to be taken lightly, especially back then, because they had not a lot of the medical things that we have today. And so you see that here he heals a woman. We saw how he healed a Gentile Roman soldier, a Samaritan, and then last week we looked at how he healed a leper. You take all three accounts here, all right, and you say, wow, you know, Jesus isn't winning a lot of friends here among the religious people of his day. He's reaching out to everybody that they would totally stay away from, totally. They wouldn't go near a leper. Remember, we said they had to, to, to uh, stay, you know, on a windy day 150 feet away or six feet away on a non-windy day. Kind of crazy. They made up all these laws. He had to come in saying, unclean, unclean, and you know, everybody would scatter. Um, these were the kind of the bottom of society. And yet Jesus, in an incredible way, reaches out in three times here in Matthew 8, trying to show his deity to those in his day. You notice there in verse 15, it says, so he touched her hand and the fever left her. And what did she do? She arose and what? Served them. You know, beloved, that's what we're called to do as Christians. So many times we get saved and then we think, oh, now, you know, I'm on top of the world. You know, and we, we keep at arm's length everybody who's outside of Christ because God forbid that somehow we'd be defiled by their behavior or by them or whatever. And so we get this mentality sometimes of, you know, us for no more shut the door and we just want to get in our holy huddle and just, you know, pray all day. Well, that's okay. 
But there's also, we have to recognize, outside these walls, there's a world that's dying and going to hell. And we're left here to be the representatives of a Savior who wants us to reach out to them. And so as you look at these miracles, stop and think, okay, what is my life saying to those that I work with? What is my life saying to those in my family? What is my life saying to those that I spend time with? Does it speak of Christ? Or does it speak of contradiction? Do they look at me and go, wow, yeah, that guy goes to church on Sunday, but man, look at how he works. You know, he's at the water cooler, you know, seven hours out of the eight hours he's supposed to be working. Okay, we got to remember that we have to be a testimony unto them who have yet to believe in Christ. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray, Lord, that you would, uh, just as you ministered to these people here in Matthew chapter 8, these miracles that we have seen, Lord, we pray that you would remind us that, Lord, it's not just the, the miracle of, of physical healing. But, Lord, I think the real miracle that you want to show us today is when someone comes to Christ. When someone is willing to forsake their sin. When someone is as desperate as that leper who doesn't care what people think anymore. They're going to make it to the Savior one way or another. Or maybe that Roman soldier who really risked ridicule probably from his fellow soldiers or whoever and yet he took a stand Lord may we be worshiping only the son of God and father that we would never ever think of, of forsaking the son of God and his offer of salvation because, Lord, there is a, that place of outer darkness, that place called hell, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord, it's a horrible place. And, Father, you don't desire that anyone go there. And Lord, you've left us here to give that free gift of salvation, the free message of the gospel to those who have yet to hear. And, Lord, we pray that you would do a healing in our cold hearts toward a lost and dying world. Rejuvenate us. Give us that burden, that passion to share Christ unashamedly that we can see many come to you. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning who's yet to put their faith or trust in you, Lord, I pray that they would just cry out to you. Father, that they would understand their condition as a sinner, that there's no hope before a holy God for someone who is an unforgiven sinner. The only hope they have is in Christ. Father, I pray that they would cry out to you, be merciful to me, a sinner, in order that you would save them. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, Pastor Steve Converse has some final words for this series, Jesus, Power, and Prayer, and he'll be back in just a moment to spend a few more minutes with us. It's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal his grace to your hearts through the teaching of his word each week. We trust you're currently involved in a Bible teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. 
We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m. We offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade five. If you would like directions and details, there are a couple of ways that you can get a hold of us. Our phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. Or you can visit us on the web, gracefultruth.org. Our address is 2225 Euclid here in Redwood City. The zip code is 94061. And you can use that address to Google if you're joining us for worship. Again, that's 2225 Euclid, Redwood City, California. The zip code is 94061. We've got a special women's conference coming up. It's happening in October. And for the details, once again, here's Pastor Steve Converse. Steve? Thanks, Andy. I'd just like to share some exciting information with the ladies in our listening audience. Ladies, we have a real blessing for you coming up on Saturday, October 2nd, here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We'll be hosting women's speaker and author Cynthia Heald for our Fall Women's Conference. Cynthia uses her speaking engagements, Bible studies, and books to encourage women around the world to deepen their relationship with God. I'm sure you're familiar with her popular Becoming a Woman of Bible Study series, which include the best-selling Becoming a Woman of Excellence and Becoming a Woman of Freedom. Well, Cynthia has recently also written a brand new book for this series, Becoming a Woman of Simplicity. And that's going to be the focus of our conference on Saturday, October 2nd, here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. Ladies, you know firsthand how hectic the world can be today and the demands that are placed upon you. And we'd like to give you the opportunity to break away from your routine for just one Saturday morning and come together for some great fellowship and teaching based on God's Word. Won't you plan on being here Saturday, October 2nd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for a wonderful time of fellowship and teaching from Cynthia on becoming a woman of simplicity? I'm sure you'll enjoy the time together and walk away with a renewed sense of purpose and commitment to Christ. All the registration information can be found on our church website at www.gracebibleonline.org. Once again, that's gracebibleonline.org. There's a registration form available, so you can simply download it, print it out, fill it out, and mail it to the address indicated. Or you can simply give us a call here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City, 650-366-9923. Once again, the number is 650-366-9923. We hope to see you in October. We once again want to thank you for listening to the Graceful Truth radio program each weekend. And it would be a wonderful encouragement to us to hear from you about how this program has been a blessing to your hearts. Again, information can be found at our website, gracefultruth.org, or by calling 650-366-9923. Over the last few Sundays, our series, Jesus, Power, and Sin, have been dealing with that very subject, Jesus' power over sin and what it should look like in our own lives. By the way, if you'd like a copy of any or all of these messages, simply call us at 650-366-9923. 9923. That's 650-366-9923. And we'll make sure to get you a copy. Well, as promised, once again, to close out today's broadcast and our series, Jesus, Power, Sin, 
Here's Pastor Steve Converse. Steve? Thanks, Andy. I'd like to share a few brief thoughts with our listening audience as we conclude this series on Jesus' power over sin and disease from Matthew chapter 8. I trust this series has been an encouragement and blessing to you this past five weeks. We have covered how Jesus has compassionately dealt with three individuals in Matthew chapter 8. First of all, the wretched man who was a leper, ostracized from his society because of his leprosy. And we saw how Jesus healed and completely restored this man. We also saw the respected man who was this centurion soldier who had his child servant healed. And then lastly, we saw the relative who was the mother-in-law of Peter. And we saw how Jesus graciously dealt with her and healed her of her severe fever. Through these examples of Jesus' healing power over sin and disease, we saw several things of significance. First, we saw how Jesus began at the lowest level of human need in his society, that he reached out and healed a leper. Secondly, we saw how Jesus compassionately responded to the appeals of individuals for help. Thirdly, we looked at and noticed how Jesus acts on his own will And then lastly, how Jesus graciously approached the lowly in society. Well, beloved, all these things are still true about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Maybe today you are at a point of need in your life right now as you're listening to this broadcast. And I want you to know that Jesus can meet you right where you're at, just like he met the leper, the centurion soldier, and Peter's mother-in-law in their time of need. Jesus already did this work for you. He died on Calvary for your sins. Yes, that's right, for your sins. The Bible clearly teaches us that we all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that you have done things in your life that have been displeasing to God. The Bible calls that sin. But the good news, beloved, is that Jesus came and died to pay for your wrongs, for your sins, so that you can have forgiveness of sin and newness of life that comes when you trust him, Jesus Christ, to save you instead of trusting in yourself. Well, we trust this series has given you the encouragement, hope, and biblical principles and support needed to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And I just want to say to you today, if you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never turned your life over to him, Now's a good time to do that. You just cry out to God, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, I know that I've sinned against you. I know that I've done wrong in your sight. And your word says that Christ came to make those wrongs right, to forgive my sin. I want to put my faith, my trust in your son, Jesus Christ, today. I want to yield my life to him, give him control of my life. Allow him to make me into the person that he desires me to be. I repent of my sin. I turn away from my sin, and I turn to Jesus for help. Beloved, that's a prayer that he'll answer even now when it's prayed from a sincere, believing, humble heart. If you've been listening to our programs over the past few weeks and you'd like to review the messages, I ask that you would go online to our website at gracefultruth.org gracefultruth.org, and all the aired messages are online, and they're available for streaming or for download at no charge to you. Once again, that's gracefultruth.org. If you don't have internet access, please feel free to write us here at Graceful Truth, 
2225 Euclid Avenue, Redwood City, California, 94061. Once again, that's Graceful Truth, 2225 Euclid Avenue, that's E-U-C-L-I-D Avenue, Redwood City, California, 94061. And, you know, we'd love to send you out a copy of the messages on CD at, at no charge to you if you don't have Internet access. And if you could throw in a little small donation to cover the shipping charges, that would be appreciated. You can also call us here at Graceful Truth, 650-366-9923, 650-366-9923. And please leave your mailing information and your contact information, and we'll be sure to get out to you the series on Jesus' power over sin and disease. And one last reminder for the ladies of our listening audience to go online to gracebibleonline.org and register for our upcoming Women's Fall Conference. Uh, the conference is featuring author and speaker Cynthia Heald, and it will be on Saturday, October 2nd. We have uh, many registrations coming in, and we do have limited seating, so we encourage you to get that registration in as soon as possible. Just a final scripture of encouragement taken from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Well, once again, thanks for listening to Graceful Truth each weekend. And it would be a wonderful encouragement to us to hear from you about how this program has been a blessing to your hearts. Uh, You can contact us on the web, gracefultruth.org. That's gracefultruth.org. Or call us at 650-366-9923. Now, here's Andy to close out our program today. Thank you, Steve. Graceful Truth is the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We thank you for joining us today and trust we'll see you next week at this same time for another broadcast of Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse.